0: Hello and welcome to Raw Chatter, the stuff that matters. I am your host, Vicki Midwood, and I am bringing you this podcast bi weekly. We will be talking to guests, and I will be talking on my own alternately, all about subjects that we want to bring to the forefront of conversations. This is non-censored stuff on subjects that perhaps we don't talk about enough and I truly believe that nothing should be taboo and the more we can talk about things, the more we can bring things into the open, the more we can be totally honest about how we feel and what we think without worrying about judgment from other people, the better. So thank you for joining me and I hope you enjoy this episode. Good morning and welcome, good evening, good afternoon, whatever time of day it is that you are listening. It's Vicky Midwood here, the Addiction Eliminator, and today I want to talk to you about the role of food and exercise in health. This is quite an information-packed podcast, folks, so you may want to grab a pen and paper if, uh, if if you think you want to take some notes on the key stuff. I have been in the world of fitness, health and well-being uh, since 1990, so I'm going to let you do the maths, but it's quite a long time. And there are still the same myths and uh, incorrect, in inverted commas, facts that are being touted around on the internet, in magazines, uh, sensationalized on the TV programs, et cetera, et cetera. And it's no wonder that people get really confused about just what is the role of food and exercise in health and how big is it and how important is it? And also looking at what actually health means, what does it mean to you? Because ultimately, health means different pe- different things to different people. And one thing that I want you to take on board is, and maybe this is the first thing that you make a note on, we are all individuals. We all have different parents, different grandparents, which means that our genetic coding is going to be very individual. But we are also human beings, which means that we all have Similar workings in terms of of how our body functions. We all have a liver and kidneys and a heart, and hopefully, we all have a brain that functions well. We've all got a nervous system. Some of our nervous systems are wired differently, and that is partly genetic and it's partly to do with how you were brought up and the environment that you're brought up in. But ultimately, how our body deals with anything we ingest, whether that's drink, liquids, or whether it's actually food, is pretty much the same. In terms of, we all have a digestive tract where we start to think about food, and that's what we call the the first part of digestion, is when you're thinking about food, it's that cephalic phase, it's that think about food, see food, smell food. And if it's meal time, that's when there is a message that goes from the brain, via certain hormones to tell the body, hey, food's coming, we need to get some hydrochloric acid in the stomach, we need to get the digestive enzymes, please, from the pancreas and from other parts of that gut to be ready to break down the food that's coming. Uh, We all have that system in play. Most of us who eat on the go and live our lives in a rush and don't actually sit down and eat a meal and spend time thinking about the food that we're eating and chewing it well and helping our digestive system, we don't even allow that cephalic phase to happen. And that's why so many people have a lot of gut issues and get confused about whether they're full up or not because they eat too quickly, the body is not breaking down and digesting the food properly because it hasn't had the opportunity to create the enzymes or to create the message rather that the body needs to get those enzymes in play to break down what's coming. So and this is why we've got such an incidence of people having digestive problems, autoimmune problems, because autoimmune issues all stem from the gut. Now, some of you may be familiar. uh, And I'm sure you've seen the quote, many, many times that Hippocrates says, all dis ease, that's dis ease, as in discomfort, not disease as many people say, but dis-ease comes from the gut. And that means dis-ease in every sense, whether it's emotional, whether it's mental, whether it's physical, it all starts in the gut. And this is why we cannot separate mental health from physical health, because we all have a gut, and we all eat food, and we all take in fluids, whether they are sugar-packed, sweetener-packed, just plain water, whether they have caffeine, whether they have alcohol, we all take in fluids and we all take in food in one shape or form throughout the day. And so the role of food and and drink obviously is important in health, but just how important is it? Pretty damn important, I'd say. It's as important as water, which is obviously drink, it's, important, it's as important as sleep, and it's as important as you moving your body and not just staying in one place all of the time. But it's not more important than those things. It's equally as important. So what do we mean by health? And I think that's a really good question because it is going to be individual. So what I mean by health is I've got the energy to get through the day. My body moves as I want it to. If I wanted to start rearranging the furniture in my living room, I would be able to do that without me worrying about, you know, am I going to pull my back? Can I lift it? That, to me, is is being healthy. My brain functioning really, really well, me being able to make decisions and not spending my life in a state of indecision and anxiety, that, to me, is health. Having relationships with other people and being able to communicate clearly, effectively, and efficiently, that is health, because if we don't communicate effectively, clearly, and efficiently, We get into all kinds of situations where there is a lot of confusion, there's a lot of misunderstanding which leads to anxiety and anxiety is a precursor to dis-ease. Anxiety often brings with it a feeling of stress, a feeling of out of control, a sense of questioning your self-worth or your self-esteem and all of those things to me Lead to you in some way, shape, or form not feeling great. And so, if you like, health can be as simple as feeling really good, right? Let's keep it simple. For those of you who've been onto my website, um, www.vickymidward.com, you will see that one of the things that I keep on going on about is the fact that we don't need to make things complicated. Actually, things are really, really simple if you allow them to be. One thing that we humans have got in common with each other is that we do like to complicate things. There's this idea that if we complicate things, it means that we must be somehow more intelligent or smarter than if we take the simple option. And I can tell you now, as somebody who's done that, and as somebody who's worked with lots and lots of people who have also done that, that is so not true. The simple stuff when it comes to health, is the stuff that is the most important. The free stuff is most important. But because it's free and because it's simple, guess what? Most people don't do it. And they like to tell you that health is really, really hard, but they're not actually doing the basics. So let's just run through, what are the basics of health? Because as I've just said, they are simple. So simple that you're probably not doing them. So number one is hydration. You have to keep your body hydrated. We are 70% water, guys. So every single system in your body needs water. Think about it. We have blood flowing through our veins, right? We need, we need water. We have lymph. We have a lymphatic system that helps you to stay well, that fights disease, that gets rid of all of the the crap and all of the used enzymes and all of the used hormones that you have needed throughout the day and throughout the night to reset your whole system. That's water-based. Your brain is 70% water. So without hydrating yourself well, you will feel tired. You will feel out of sorts and possibly not be able to focus, not be able to concentrate. Now, a lot of people put focus and concentration and tiredness down to other things. But the first thing to check is how hydrated am I? Keep it simple. Most people don't do it. They go to question, oh, my goodness, what's wrong with me? Have I got an illness? What's, is it this? Is it that? Is it? Is it a virus? Is it a cold? Well, how about you're just dehydrated? Let's start there. So that's number one. Number two, sleep. It's so, so important is sleep. And I know that a lot of people have sleep issues and and oftentimes the reason that we have sleep issues is because we've created a terrible sleep habit. Now, if you take yourself back to when you were a kid, when you were a little baby, when you were a toddler, chances are you had a sleep routine that was... Instigated when you were very very young, and we just seem to think that that's for kids, and it's really not. As we get older, as children, we are all going to change. And and I'm and I'm not an advocate for ensuring that kids have to be in bed by a certain time every single night, because there are some days where kids are going to be more active and they're they're going to be ready for bed earlier, and there are going to be some days when they're not. And I think you have to be a sensible parent on that one. But when you are an adult, you will benefit from a fairly rigid, consistent sleep routine. And what does that look like? It simply means going to bed and getting up at the same time as often as possible, or ensuring that if you do go to bed a little bit later than you normally do, You also allow yourself to get up later than you normally would so that you are getting in the same amount of hours of sleep. So this is where people say, well, I can't do that seven days a week because what if I go out the weekends? Fine. Go out at the weekends, not an issue, but ensure that you don't force yourself to then get up because your body's probably going to be telling you it does not want to. And once we start to force our body to do stuff it doesn't want to, whether that's exercise, whether it's getting up too early, you're going to create a stress response. And a stress response will have an effect on how your gut functions. And all this ease starts in the gut. In, and here's the thing, Sleep is something I know people tell me they have issues with, but there are very simple ways to help you to get more sleep. It doesn't have to be complicated. But the most important thing is to stop telling yourself you have problems sleeping. Because I'm gonna go off on a tangent now, but we program our subconscious brain with our conscious thoughts and our language. And the more your subconscious brain is fed, From your conscious brain, the words I'm a bad sleeper, I can't sleep, I never get a good night's sleep, my sleep's terrible. Every time it hears that, it goes into that subconscious brain and it gives you more of that. See, your subconscious brain believes everything that you tell it and makes it your reality. And this is why the words that you choose to think or to say out loud, both equally as important. You can't sneakily think something negative and think that your brain's not heard it, it has. So be mindful. If the story that you're consistently telling yourself is that you can't sleep, you're a terrible sleeper, you've always been a bad sleeper, you never get a good night's sleep, you're the et cetera, you are gonna keep getting that until you choose to think differently then you will find that that is your reality. Can you change it? Yes, absolutely, but you have to follow a a set of patterns, and you probably need a little bit of help to do that. Um, There is help out there on the internet, of course there is, Um, and I can help people with that, and I often do, it's one of the first things, and people are amazed at how, how quickly they can actually start to sleep so much better. Am I turning around and saying to you that I can guarantee if you're an insomniac, you're going to get a perfect night's sleep? No, that is not what I'm saying. Remember, we don't do extremes. But if you are somebody who struggles to sleep through the night and always feels like you're playing catch up, then we can definitely sort that out in a very short space of time. I'm talking in, in a week, possibly less, possibly a little bit more, but definitely within a fortnight. So back to the important things. We've got hydration. We've got sleep. The other thing is stress management. Now, I know, I know, it's such a cliche, but it's important that we bring it in here because I've just been talking about thinking. Stress is created. Most of the stress that we feel under is created by the thoughts that we think about the stuff that we believe and about stuff that's not even happened yet in the future. So we either are believing in high expectations that, and we're really concerned about what other people think of us or we put ridiculously high expectations on ourselves that keep us in a state of wondering on a daily basis whether we're going to reach those goals and then if we do, how on earth are we going to maintain them? Or we are thinking about the future and making up stories about what's not even happened yet. Now, those are the two biggest stresses for most human beings. right? And we all need some of those because it absolutely does motivate us to get out of bed in the morning and to do the stuff that we need to do to help us to live a happier, more fulfilled life. But for a lot of people, that is not what this stress is doing. It's actually creating issues in terms of how you're neurotransmitters function, your nervous system is very much key in your gut and it's your gut that produces the hormones and the chemicals that make the neurotransmitters that help you to feel calm and relaxed. Now when we've got a lot of stress going on then by default it's going to affect how your body copes with food, how it digests food. Now, some people will know that when they're under stress, they lose their appetite, they can't eat, and they lose a lot of weight. Other people go completely the other way. And then there's a lot of people who are are somewhere in between and and maybe do one of each. But for the majority of the people, most of the time, it's not those two extremes, because we're not under that massive amount of stress all the time. We're under what we call chronic stress. And it's chronic stress, this kind of low level but consistent never ending amount of stress of always having a massive to-do list of always having these expectations and time frames and things that you need or feel that you have to do for other people to like you or for you to progress in your business or for you to meet the expectations that you think other people have a you or the, the expectations that you have on yourself, doesn't matter which one it is. But all of this stuff creates a stress response and that is going to affect the hormones that store fat, that burn fat, how your digestive system works and the neurotransmitters that get produced or do not. So understanding your thinking It's absolutely crucial and changing your thinking and I've already explained to you that what you think about in your conscious mind, if you keep thinking it, it goes into your unconscious mind and your unconscious mind accepts that as true and gives you that. So be careful of what you're thinking because if you are spending your time worrying about stuff that you do not want to happen, you are actually going to ensure that that is exactly what you get. And that's not what people want. So think about what you do want, not what you don't want. Let go of catastrophizing and projecting into the future. Because unless you've got a crystal ball, you don't know what's happening there. And your brain is going to use the past experiences that you've had to project into the future. And if those past experiences were negative, then you're going to look to the future as being negative. And that's bunkum. You create the future by the thoughts that you think. So that's stress. So now I'm gonna come to movement and notice I haven't said food yet and I haven't said exercise, I've said movement. Movement is the next thing. And this is because our bodies were not designed to sit behind a desk or to sit on public transport or to sit in cars for hours and hours and hours at a time. Our bodies were designed to move, right? That's why we have our joints and biomechanically why we are formed the way that we are formed. We need to move our bodies on a regular, Basis. If we want them to function well and if we want our digestive system to function well and our brains to function well and our blood to flow and our lymphatic system to work well and our immune system to work well and our detoxification system to work well, we've got to move. Is it as simple as getting up every 20 minutes or every 30 minutes from your desk and just having a little stretch and a little walk around? Yeah, it can be that simple. When I'm talking movement, I'm not talking exercise. Is walking movement? Yes. Do I class walking as exercise? Well, no, I don't because it, it's a nice thing to do and it is gentle relaxation exercise if you're doing it for more than 30 minutes, but it's not kind of exercise in terms of what I look at exercise as. So I do differentiate between exercise and movement. So let me help you understand what do I mean by exercise. Well, when I talk about exercise, We really need to be getting out of breath, to the point where, not that you can't breathe, but where you have to (sighs) do that, and you need a little bit of space between (sighs) your words, okay? So we want to to actually push our cardiovascular system like that. We also want to ideally exercise to the point where our body is sweating a little bit. And I know there's a lot of people going, I don't like sweating, I hate it, but your body does here's the thing, if you really don't want to do it through exercise, you don't have to, but I would highly recommend that you do take a sauna whenever you possibly can, and if you can make it a regular part of your weekly routine, that would be awesome, exercise to sweating is, is fine, but if you can't and you don't, like to do that, then taking a sword is fine. Why do we need to sweat? Sweating is important to help your body just to release all of the toxins that are going into your system. So we get rid of toxins through peeing, pooing and sweating and breathing. Okay, so the more that we can sweat and ideally try and get to a point where we can sweat on most days, then that would be great. But for most people, that's not realistic and I get it. But you do what you can Because this is the other thing, and I still haven't mentioned food yet. Progression, not perfection, is the key. If you are trying to be perfect, by definition, it doesn't even exist anyway. So you're striving for something that is totally impossible because it doesn't exist at all. You're putting yourself under crazy stress slash anxiety, right? Because if you're setting expectations that you can never reach, you're never going to get that dopamine hit from your reward system. And is a dopamine hit from your reward system a bad thing? No, it's not. It's really, really important. We need, our brains need that dopamine hit. We need to do things and we need to feel that we've achieved something to get that dopamine hit. Whether it's as simple as crossing something off a to-do list and going, yep, I've done that, that gives you a dopamine hit. Or whether it's as simple as somebody giving you a compliment because of your new haircut, that's also gonna give you a dopamine hit. Both equally fine, as long as we don't get hung up on getting more and more and more of that, and that being our way of living. So movement is different to exercise, and we need to move as much as we can every day. That includes simple things like cooking. If you're bending down to open the cupboards for pans and stuff, and you're chopping stuff, that is movement. If you're if you're going up and downstairs to put washing away, that is movement. If you're hanging, washing out, if you're doing gardening. If you're putting out the bins and lifting bags of rubbish and going shopping and lifting heavy, that's all movement. Yes, we need more of that every day. The more we move, the more we're going to create a better working human body and brain. And then finally, we look at food. So food is so important and we need a combination of the main macronutrients. I'm not getting all techie on you, but I'm sure most of you by this point understand that Foods made up of fats, protein and carbohydrates, they're called macro or big nutrients and we need those every day. We also need fiber. Now fiber tends to be in the carbohydrate foods, the fibrous carbohydrates, in other words, fruit, vegetables and grains are all carbohydrates that have fiber in them. Now, some of them obviously have more than others. If you're eating fruits where you're not necessarily eating the skin or the pits, they're gonna have less fiber than fruits where you do eat all of those things but there's so many myths around about people not understanding fruit and vegetables are carbohydrates carbohydrates are not bad right we need them just like fats are not bad every single cell in your body needs fat the outside of a cell is made from fat for your heart to function It needs cholesterol and fat for your hormones to function. They need cholesterol and the right kind of fats. So when you are reading this stuff about, oh, cholesterol is bad and fats are bad. No, no and no. Get informed, do your homework. Not all cholesterol is bad. We need it so much so that your body makes 80% of it. We also need to understand that it is the processed fats, the man-made, messed-about-with fats, that are the ones that do the damage to our arteries and to our gut and to our brain function, not the naturally occurring fats. Now, nature's not daft, okay? The world we live in is not daft when it comes to food and nutrients. Fats are naturally present with protein in animal foods so meat and eggs and fish fats are naturally present in nuts and seeds and certain fruits like avocados coconuts olives right already there provided for you together but we decide to come along and mess about with them so keep it simple eat natural, whole foods. What is a whole food? A whole food basically means those foods I've just mentioned. Nuts and seeds and coconut and animal protein and vegetables and fruit, those are all complete whole foods. They haven't been packaged, canned, messed about with, processed, turned into something that no longer looks like the original product. Is nutrition simple? Yeah, stick to those rules. You can't go far wrong. Eat more of those foods than your body actually needs to function. You will put on some fat. Eat less, you potentially will lose some fat. If you are counting calories, that is not going to help you. It's about nutrients first. Yes, uh, does the overall amount of energy that you're taking in matter? Yes, it does. But the nutrients and how your body is breaking them down and utilizing them needs to become more important than the total amount of energy. And if you're choosing the right nutrients, if you're eating slowly, if you're getting in the right amount of carbohydrates, fats, proteins, fiber and water for your body, then it's going to be so much easier for you to maintain a steady weight because it's really hard to overeat on those foods that fill you up naturally because they tell your hunger and full up hormones to work properly than if you spend your life counting calories because if you're counting calories and eating processed foods you're always going to be struggling with hunger you're never going to be clear on whether you're full up or not and so keep it simple and that is my motto folks so what is health to you i'm going to leave you with that question It's not, in my opinion, the absence of illness, but if you wanna think about it like that, fair enough. Health for me, as I've already said, is about being able to live the life that I want to live, being able to do the things I wanna do when I wanna do them without worrying about something giving out or breaking. And it's about being able to function and use my brain and communicate clearly and well so that I feel good being myself. And that's what I would like for you guys. It's not complicated. It doesn't have to be hard. And for those of you listening who know that as an an advocate of making things as simple as possible, but also making sure that I don't dumb down science, you understand that if you do work with me, I will require you to do some reading and to ask questions if you don't understand things. But this is what it's all about. Asking questions, that's a healthy mindset. That's a healthy attitude. We can't all know what we don't know. We haven't all been brought up in the same environment. We haven't all been exposed to the same information and the same way of living or thinking about things. So if you don't know, ask. Is the ones who don't ask who are the ones who are always going to struggle. They're the ones who are always going to be on a back foot. The people who ask questions are always going to be the ones that seem to have the better life because they're not afraid to ask and find out about what they don't know. So allow yourself to ask questions. Please don't believe everything that you read on Google. Please don't believe everything that you see on the internet or read in magazines. Do your own homework or ask experts like me, other nutritional experts, other functional nutrition, integrative health experts who understand how the body and brain. Are all connected and that we can't separate the mental health from the emotional health from the from the physical or the spiritual because all four of those things need to be working in harmony and in alignment together for you to live a happy healthy life and that's what i wish for any of you and all of you whoever you are wherever you're listening If you do feel that you want to know more, please do get in contact with me. You can do that via my website. There are many, many links on there for you to book a call with me or just connect with me via LinkedIn. I'm just Vicky Midwood on LinkedIn and Vicky Midwood on Facebook. I'm Vicky Go Figure Coaching on Instagram and I'm Vicky Midwood on TikTok and Twitter. So I would love to connect with you. And if you do have any issues around feeling out of control with food, with exercise, with alcohol, with anxiety, then that is my expertise. There will never be any judgment. For those of you who have been to my website and read my story, you'll understand why I'm saying that. And that is why I'm inviting you to just have a conversation to see if I am the person to help you. And if I'm not, great, I can help you find somebody else who is. And if I am, fantastic. We can do something together, hopefully. So on that note, quick recap, health, it's about hydration. It's about sleep. It's about managing your stress by understanding the thoughts that you think are the biggest creator of the stress that we feel. It's about you moving your body as often as possible throughout the day. It's about you getting the right type of exercise for your body. A little bit of sweat, not every day, but every other day is fantastic. It's about doing other kinds of exercise like yoga and Pilates that will bring that nervous system back down. And it's about you allowing yourself to have a positive attitude. Ask if you don't know. Let go of worrying about what other people think of you. And focus on you being the best person that you want to be, living in a body that you love and having the health that allows you to live that life. I wish you a great day and thank you so much for listening. Tune in in another couple of weeks for another episode of Raw Chatter, the stuff that matters.